You're in fucking Plague House. Oh, I can't do Jake's old person voice because I, I already sound like I'm, I'm dying. Old. Welcome to a star to stare by. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Would you like a cough drop? I have Werther's and I have Dum Dum lollipops. Ooh. Do you have any ribbon candy? Because I oh feel like God. only old people ever have fucking ribbon what candy. What like super pink, pretty those pink hard candies that are kind of shaped like a pillow and they're filled with uh, peanut butter. Oh, those things oh, are nice. Yeah. What about um and soft mints? I feel like they probably have soft mints. You know, oh, I like those though. Ones? I, I like a soft yeah, mint that's though. A, that's a good mint. Yeah, and a uh, bridge mix. Right? Isn't that a thing? Speaking of the bridge, we're on episodes of the uh, the next generation for Star Trek. Whoa! Uh, I'm Grandma Ames. <laughs> I'm Nana Caitlin. What? This is Jake. <laughs> and we have Great Uncle Chris. Get off my lawn! TNG episode unnatural selection so unnatural and a matter of honor so matter of fact yes. in unnatural selection we're tooling around in space Woo, doing space. the thing yeah we come across the USS Lantry and we can't figure out what the hell their distress signal is saying because they're so fucking old old people cannot operate the I controls told of you the I have bingo already how does this microwave contraption work? There's so many buttons. The VCR is just flashing 12. I'm kind of enjoying the idea that, like, the aging, fast aging process also made them forget what they already knew. Because, like, old people just don't understand microwaves because they didn't have microwaves when they were not old. But these people already know how to, you know, fly spaceships when they were young. <laughs> so I like the idea that, like, the aging process has made it such that, like, using a remote control for a television would be, like, beyond them. Even though... Yeah. Look here, Sonny. In my day, we could make warp 8.8, and that was good enough for us. Wow. Well, it's not good enough for these people, because they dead. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. USS Lantry True, but they all died of old age. Mm. How did that happen? Apparently, one of them was Riker's age. That uh, yeoman's been stealing my jello. <laughs> Dr. Pulaski remotely scans them somehow and says, yeah, something weird happened. But they just visited the Darwin Genetic Research Station on Gagarin 4. Mm. Maybe they'll know what's going on. They go down there and Dr. Sarah Kingsley answers the phone and says, we're all really old down here. I just turned 32. My ventures are expanding in. And they're like, huh, interesting. The same thing happened to the Lantry folks, but you know, they dead. Dr. Kingsley says, oh, can you save our children? They're genetic experiments. They're 12 years old, but we promise they're not infected. Everyone is like, no, you're probably very, very wrong, except Pulaski who really, really wants these kids on board. Maybe it's just to watch Picard squirm. We'll find out. Finally, after much debate, they decide, okay, how about we bring them up wrapped in saran wrap? Pulaski is a master debater. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if she wanted to make Picard squirm, she'd just put a finger up his butt. Don't worry about it. That's part of his his weekly uh, checkup. You want to know how they got a sample of her DNA. While I was watching it, I said, get her dildo, get her dildo. (laughs) I, I We're said, jumping I said ahead. We're jumping ahead. Stop ah! doing the jumping ahead. Or his nose. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet he goes to he, flavor. he goes downtown ladies. to Flavor Town for sure. 
Please continue. I'm trying to continue. They keep talking. I thought they'd be subdued today, but they're not. Guy Fieri definitely goes downtown. No one would let him. (laughs) I would. At least then he wouldn't talk. (laughs) Okay, that's. I'm here for diners. (laughs) Shut the fuck up and eat my pussy, Fieri. (laughs) Holy God. Holy God. Oh, that's good. Oh, it's going for a second bite. <laughs> That's how you know Fury likes it. If he goes for a second fork, oh, it's a flavor town. Bro, if you do not fucking leave this in, I'll be so mad at you. Not leave it. I am isolating that and emailing it to Guy Fieri. Yes, oh, he's our biggest fan. fan. We're Dude, fans. If, we Guy, love Guy. if Guy Fieri would like to eat my pussy, all I can say is <laughs> yes. Who am I to say no to Guy Fieri? Will you still let him if he insists on putting donkey sauce on it first? What's donkey sauce? I don't sauce? know what donkey sauce is. No one does. It's it's whatever he picked but up out of his microwave. It sounds like a yeast infection waiting to happen. <laughs> anyway, go on, Ames. I'm going on. Barbecue sauce. No, no. No, no. <laughs> Weren't you not feeling well like literally three minutes this ago? This is how we're getting the energy yeah, up, man. This, this is, is revitalized. I told Jake I'd be fine. I meant it. I'm using every fucking energy store I have right now. All right, so by the end of the episode... I'll be dead by the end of this show, yeah. She'll be 98 years old, much like Pulaski. Uh, Okay, so we we beam a a kid aboard. He does not look 12. He looks like he's like 30. And everyone's all like, huh, this is weird. But Pulaski realizes, no, 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 it's just because he's genetically advanced. And everyone's like, it's still fucking weird. She says, can I take him out of his wrapper? And like, no, no. (laughs) Pulaski, what is wrong with you? He's mint condition right now, Pulaski. (laughs) (laughs) I made that joke in there on the, the shuttlecraft. I was like, oh, yeah, you ruined it. Now the value's gone down in half. Uh, so they agree. Okay, you can open up his wrapper and touch him all you like if you bring him on a shuttlecraft because, you know, the, it'll be in uh, uh, international space and nothing's illegal in international well, space. Well, there's that. It's also an enclosed <laughs> environment so that none of the germs could get out. Oh, and yeah. take data because germs don't count on data unless you're naked now. Who knows? Take data, please. Aw. She was actually nice to Data this week, which was fine. So yes, she opens it up, once. opens it up, and realizes, huh, okay, oh, whoops, now I've got the age, the old age happening disease. Old AIDS. I thought you were going to say AIDS. I was like, Jesus Christ. And realizes, well, I can't go back to the Enterprise. The kid can't go to the Enterprise. We're both going down to the quarantined Gagarin 4 station. And I guess we're just going to die of old age out here. Whatever. Until our new hero, Chief Transporter O'Brien. Who has a name. Finally. Most of a name. He doesn't have his first name yet, but he's getting there. Uh, He had so many lines and ideas. and And no one ever thanked him. He even got to sit in the meeting. He did. Yeah. And I also have that note, but we'll get to that. <laughs> he says, what if we just use their old records from going through the transporter? And they say, oh, but Pulaski is basically a rebooted Bones. Therefore, she doesn't have any records of that because she hated the transporter. So let's just use this hair from her hairbrush, run that through the transporter, and then beam her up. They do after lots of blathering about things for a while. She comes up. She's youth euthanized. No. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, listen, you know, it's, 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 a, it's something that we've tried to get people on board for in this country, and I hope that by the 24th century, we will have death with dignity. I, I... Did we ever talk about that in an episode? That'll be interesting. Death anyway. Yeah. If we would have, it 
theoretically should have been during Star Trek V, because there's that moment where he euthanizes his father. Uh, McCoy does. Oh, that's true. But because it was Star Trek V, we probably didn't. We were I too mean, busy going, what the fuck is happening? A, well, a... and also, McCoy's just a bad doctor, so that probably wasn't what even what he meant to do. <laughs> He's a fine fucking doctor. Like, shit, I wanted to take your temperature. Dad! There are a few times when we have death with dignity okay. addressed. We'll get to Trek. that. Good. Meanwhile, everyone is saved. End of unnatural selection. No one will ever touch these children again. Good. Sorry, children. They were telepathic, too. And Troy got to have a line. Uh, In a matter of honor, it's uh, exchange program week. It's take your human to work day. Uh, But first, we have to meet our new Benzite friend, Benzite Ensign Mendon, who looks just like Mordok, for reasons I'll get to. Because they're in the same geopod, or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah, yeah. GeoCities site. They both grew off the same From the same GeoCities site. Exactly. Yeah, so they decide Walt's in the middle of a... Phaser battle. Phaser phaser, phaser phaser target game. Some kind of Uh, range... Phaser range. Is that what they called it? It looks like a VR game. Which Uh, I've mentioned before why they did that. They decide, okay, well, if uh, if we've got, you know, exchange officers on our ship, we don't know much about the Klingons. How about Riker goes and... Stays on a Klingon ship for a while. We can learn some things. They could learn about us. We could all be better friends. Let's do it. They beam Riker over to the Pach. That's not how you say it. Pach. (laughs) We've all been sick. Uh, Captain by Cargan and his second officer, Clag. And Riker, Riker starts getting along pretty nicely with them. He eats their snacks. He hits on their women. It's all great. They love it. Until they realize, huh, there's this weird parasitic shit on the outside of our ship that seems to be eaten away at the exterior. Clearly this is the Enterprise is doing. Let's attack the Enterprise. And Riker says, no, 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 Captain. I know, you know, I'm supposed to be your subordinate right now, but I think that's a bad idea. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. The Enterprise, meanwhile, has also figured out that they have, they too have this weird parasitic thing on their hull because Mendon saw it and is figuring it out. Meanwhile, he's being a dick about it because he didn't want to bring it up in the first place until he figured out how to fix it. And they say, no, no, you should let everyone know when there's a thing that's wrong because otherwise you'll kill us all. But thanks, Mendon. Uh, Mendon eventually finds a way to, to fix it. They, they try to relay this information to the Klingon ship, but they're like, nope, they clearly have something up their sleeve. They're clearly bent on evil. Let's go cloak. And then when the Enterprise gets there, they say, uh-oh, something's afoot. They're not responding to this hail with the answer to how to get rid of the parasite. And they're cloaked, and they've got Riker. What do we do? Riker, meanwhile, clicks on his little emergency access button to send a message to Worf being like, hey, can I get transported back over there? But then hands it off to Cargan. Cargan gets himself transported to the bridge of the Enterprise and is like, fuck. Riker takes control of the PA and has Picard surrender to him against the honor of Cargan, of course, because now he's on a ship that... He's no longer captain of the ship that did this or whatever the fuck. They realize, oh, I guess we're all friends actually and it's okay. And they beam Cargan back and Riker gets punched in the face and then goes back Fucking to the Enterprise. Hard, too. And they're like, well, that happened. Bye. That was a long-winded explanation. I apologize. No, that's all right. Long-winded episode. We should record the explanations at the end. Mm. No, because then we'll be tired and full and and laughing about yeah. whatever stupid joke you previously tired. made. 
from that explanation. Well, wow, don't worry. Really You're about shitty. as tired as all these people who are aging rapidly in unnatural selection. Doesn't this just keep happening? This yeah. happens a lot. Who the yes. fuck cares? We saw this in the animated series. The makeup was never great. Yeah, better, so, better this time. It was this age makeup was even better than Jameson, I think. Well, that's because they were actually aging up, aging up an older woman. Yeah, she's not that old though. And Sarah Kingsley was actually an older woman. What? So I I'm, thought she had her thirty fifth birthday. I'm pretty also sure that my asshole looks better than Jameson did. Oof, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I, I going into this, I was like, I kind of vaguely recall there's like an aging disease. Is this just a rehash of the deadly years? And it wasn't, which was which was good. Which one was the deadly years? The one from the original series. They yeah, all started yeah, getting yeah, old, yeah, except yeah, Chekhov because okay. he had like shit his pants. Didn't it also and, happen in TAS? There was. Some it was sort in of Lorelei's signal. That's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went to the planet okay. of the Everyone started getting younger in a different TAS episode. And they used the transporter in that as well yep. to fix yep. them. I know, I was like, because I feel like they actually, like, protest. Oh, that would be highly irregular. And I'm like, we fucking did it last week, guys. What are you talking <laughs> about? It'd be highly fucking irregular. You've done it in this, in this series, like. Yeah, but they've never done it from, like. A strand of hair. A strand of hair. They always have, like, the backup. I don't know. I think they were still saying, like, I don't know. This may not work. This is, you know, untested theory when they were talking about using just their yeah. transporting. No, I guess. Here's my, here's my Maybe O'Brien just this. didn't know what he was doing. No, I'm, here's my hypothesis. That Starfleet knows that the transporter is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and that <laughs> it can do all kinds of crazy, unnatural shit. And it's it can duplicate witchcraft. people, it can de-age people, it can cure people, it can give people diseases, it can merge Turn people into new outs. people. It can do all kinds of crazy, <laughs> unethical shit very easily. But they have put into their training for transporter operators, pretend like none of this actually can happen. Just act <laughs> like totally normal. Act like, oh no, that's, that's a right. We could, oh, we could try it, but... Uh, I do like the idea that all transporter operators are just part of this whole secretive layer yeah. of society. Well, There's you know, Section 32. That's what I mean. Like that time we faked the moon landing. <laughs> exactly. The Earth is flat. But uh, How does that work for space travel? Yeah, no, they finally one day... like Very somebody who, carefully. Someone who isn't a transporter operator walks in when they're in the middle of repairing it, and they see that in reality it's just powered by a portal to hell. Oh, I was going to mm-hmm. say a hamster and a wheel. <laughs> In the portal to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little devil hamster. It's got little horns. Aww. Like, squeak, squeak, squeak. Devil dread. tail. Choo, choo. Yeah, this episode. Yeah. I mean, they did, they, did, they did something with Pulaski for a change. Yeah, it was a good Pulaski-centric episode. Okay, it was. But here's the thing, okay? Here's what I didn't like about it. So far, this is episode seven of the season. Mm-hmm. So it's seventh, Pulaski's seventh episode. Exactly. She, no, she's, I think, not been in one or two okay, of them already. So, so her seventh episode at a maximum. Yeah. And we've, we've had seven episodes where she has existed. And in, in, in one episode, she was getting stuffed with crumpets, which is probably the most pleasant <sighs> feeling I've had about her the entire series. As long as it's by Guy thinking Fieri. about her getting her... Guy Fieri. What about Guy Fieri? You don't really want Guy Fieri chilling uh, the shoving of crumpets. Yeah, because it'd be like covered in bacon. Hot sauce. Uh, that sounds amazing, actually. Could wrap, wrap Guy Fieri. Steak. Guy, call me. <laughs> I could fucking put donkey sauce on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is this is what I was trying to say. It's her seventh episode wherein she has existed and possibly only fifth that she's actually, you know, appeared. And she's got this big, like, heroic sacrifice moment where I don't feel like she earned it and I don't actually give a fuck. And I'm like... She mostly got there because she was being a stubborn bitch. Well, I mean, like, I understood why she wanted to try it. I totally got that. And I, I appreciate that she did what she did. But I... I just felt like I, I was watching it and I was like, holy shit, are they actually just going to kill her now? I was like, are they giving up on this character this early? I was like, you just told me just now that she doesn't like transporters. So you're, you're trying again to kind of shoehorn a little more bones in there, which I, again, I really wanted to like that. I wanted her to earn her bones. So I would be like, yeah, I fucking love Pulaski. Like I was, she does have that arthritis. I was in it for her to fucking be my ride or die bitch. I was ready. And then... Again, like, this episode, like, you said she's nice to Data for fucking once, but, like, the majority of her character so far has been being really weirdly okay with weird space rape babies, fucking being a douchebag to Data, probably having sex with Moriarty. I don't falter that. And being a dick to Picard all the time? Sort of. I just, I don't falter that either. He was all right looking. I'd hit it. Uh, Guy Fieri first, mind. <laughs> Moriarty's gonna get, get line, Moriarty. Moriarty's gonna get some sloppy seconds. Well, he's gonna th- have the remnants of the donkey sauce. Yeah, it's but, flavored already. Oh no. Yum. Anyway, I uh, think the writers probably felt the same way about the character because, and that's why they threw in a totally weird and unnecessary scene at the beginning. Oh, when when Kingsley recognizes her, or no, where Picard and Troy have an awkward conversation about. Who would talk to Troy? Like, hey, Troy, do you think Pulaski's a good doctor? Yeah. Do you think she'd do anything for her patients? Yeah. All right. Nice talk. See ya. Yeah. That's, that's your weekly <laughs> chat with Troy. You have to schedule it in and talk about it's something. Like, but why was that scene in the episode? Only to set up that she's a dedicated physician that cares about her job and, and uh, you know, Because we really haven't had takes. much <laughs> evidence to that before now. I don't know. She was, again, really okay with fucking weird Space Baby. She didn't want the security team getting all up in Space Baby's business. Who was it that revealed that, like, Pulaski had a huge, like... Sorry? Boner for, yeah, for Picard. Her old captain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So couldn't we have just... her DNA. Couldn't we have just skipped the Troy scene then? Because then we have we have this reference to her character of being, like, so excited to work with the illustrious Picard. Plus the captain seemed to sort of also reiterate that whole, like, yeah, no, she's a great doctor thing. You know, I would have given her a shuttle if it would have made her stay and all that. So. Mm-hmm. Kingsley's like, wait a minute, didn't you read this book that only I've read? You're my hero. Yeah, everyone on the bridge just kind of looks at her like, you wrote a book? And she's like, yeah. No one likes books. <laughs> I feel like even she's kind of like, oh, that's that terrible thesis I wrote when I was 20. Yeah, yeah but, I know, but no one's disproved it yet, you know? It's yeah. like, Pulaski, why haven't you written another Catch-22? Why hasn't anybody? <laughs> Still the fucking standard. I don't know. I I just, like, I super... Yeah, and there was all this, like, fucking tell-don't-show shit happening in this episode. Like, oh, yeah, she wrote this book. Oh, yeah, she's a great doctor. Oh, yeah, she's so dedicated. She always talks to me really nicely when she does my pap smears. (laughs) Meanwhile, let's Um, let's unwrap this, this child and do whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I just, I felt like they were building up this whole dramatic thing. And then, you know, at the end, when she's, she's transporting back. Oh, it doesn't look like it's working. Who fucking, I was just like, who fucking cares? I literally don't care if she collapses in a heap of fucking bones when she teleports back on. I really don't care. I just think that this episode was like, should have been 
ten episodes later when maybe mm. she's done something to actually be an interesting character that I give a shit about. But so far, nothing. And I care even less about her after this episode because she was just being a dickhead. And, like... Mm. She's making poor decisions. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think... I don't quite buy that there that there's no way that they could have found figured out that those children like first of all it stretches credulity to say that oh we suddenly have this advanced aging disease and it couldn't possibly have anything to do with the children that we have deliberately aged yeah, and, the, and like nobody, nobody tell, makes that connection. The, the people yeah. in the fucking station don't even tell the Enterprise. By the way, it's a twelve-year-old, but it's not going to look like a twelve-year-old, so don't be yeah. surprised. Yeah, exactly. Here's the, here's the deal yeah. with these quote-unquote children, here's a, here's, so that you know. This is like it's like it's like the station was run by Vulcans. Like, yeah, we're not going to yeah. give you all the information. That's important. Just... Yeah, but Vulcans, are, as they age, it takes slower, so they wouldn't have been as effective. That's true. Yeah, you you have to beam these children on board your ship to the death. Also, I get that, you know, this will be a retcon that comes later. I forget when exactly, but, you know, it eventually becomes status quo that because everyone's still, several centuries later, freaked out about the eugenics wars, most types, if not all types, of genetic engineering are a giant fucking no-no in the Federation. Mm-hmm. So this whole episode just wouldn't work after the retcon. Well, are they necessary? Did they ever say necessarily that the the people on the that it's a federation lab? No, I suppose not. I mean, it could just be that you know, like yeah, the federation. Yeah, but if it's a, if it's a federation it, planet, though, don't is they it? Have we to... don't we don't know that. Though. The U.S. Why entry they... went there. Oh yeah, it was a federation supply vessel. Yeah, but they might they might have just. Bought some supplies from the That's Federation, fair. or yeah, yeah, or right. the they Federation is, is outsourcing their dirty work. They're like, well, shit, we have laws against genetic engineering, but we really like it. You know, yeah. the, but the the Darwin people, they uh, they have no such. Uh, yeah, but my point rule. is that isn't even the rule yet, anyway. But I still feel like even with that not having been established, everyone was way too chill. Oh yeah, about. Everything happening. Pulas- there. Pulaski was like, "Oh my God, this child could be like the next step in our futures." And you're like, "You don't know anything about him yet, Pulaski." What yeah, are like do it. At no point did Picard say, "Okay, hold the fuck on." Calls back up Darwin, beep boop beep, like, "What the fuck? What the? We are not doing another fucking thing until we get some real answers, you insane bitch." Wow. I also feel like. That another thing the writers did, you know, they're really uh, trying to scrimp and save this season. Yeah. And uh, I think another thing they did was deliberately made the children telepathic. Yeah. So they wouldn't have to pay the actor as much. Oh, they they cut a scene where he was supposed to have lines. Oh. And a name. His name would have been David if we ever learned his name. Oh. The super child. But that got cut. They were also, in a way that would have actually uh, saved a bunch of money as well, they were supposed to have been nude. But then when the furniture was clear, they realized, oh, this can't work. <laughs> this can't, we can't do it. <laughs> so they, I don't care what you say. We, say we, we say simply can't. tiny baby balls. Oh, baby balls. Um, oh, no. Yeah, there's some weird shit in this episode. Yeah, I, I did, it didn't make sense to me why the children were telepathic, why that was remotely important. Gave Troy a line. Yeah, it did give Troy a line. So Data could look at Pulaski like he had no fucking idea what the fuck <laughs> she was on about. That was some great... Some great acting from mm. uh, from my man, Brent. Your man, Brent. Does anyone else think no. that the, uh, what was it called? The 
Captain's subspace priority channel Ooh. is just <laughs> regularly abused. It is basically just Federation party chat. I told you not to call this screen. Exactly. You just go on and like Jellico's on there trying to get the the ladies to come on down and I don't know something something Jeffrey's tube. I got nothing. (laughs) Ah, Crusher, what are you wearing, darling? (laughs) My really good. I almost said James Stewart impression, which is also incorrect. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Sean Connery. Yeah, no, but I but it's not Sean Connery. It's 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 Patrick Stewart I'm doing, Abe's. It's a Patrick Stewart impression, you understand. Get in line after Moriarty and Guy Fieri. Mm. I had one other note. Yes. And that was in the original script. There was supposed to be a hottie named Rena who was LaForge's assistant or something, and they had a romantic subplot. Ew. But they d- didn't use that character and replaced him with, replaced her with O'Brien. Nice. Oh. oh. Who actually, as you said during the introduction, one of my last notes on the episode. No, in fact, my last note on the episode. Oh, yeah, no, no one thanked me. Only my idea at all. Yeah. O'Brien. Like, oh, no, just go back to me quarters and have some potatoes. Like, he's there with them all. She's potatoes. embracing people saying not one person going, well done, Chief. He's like, yep, yeah, okay. Well, to, to be fair, yeah, he's, not, he's not the one that, that original, who would have been responsible if it didn't work because Picard said, no, no. That's if, true, yes. If senior staff is going to get killed, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so O'Brien abdicated responsibility, yet he should still get the credit? I'm, yes. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> he had responsibility taken listen, from him. Listen, he, no, he, he was like, Captain... He 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 did everything. He was begging for yeah, it. Yeah, he was he was doing a little. Yeah, I, don't I, I will not. I will not hear O'Brien badmouth. Well, oh, and block your ears. Well, then don't watch any anything Kiko says. Keiko. I don't understand. Right. What so, if Pulaski just happened to have arthritis? <laughs> yeah, it just. And it just Why did she up seem right like then? she just got fucking shot, shot by the arthritis? <laughs> yeah, that was my. Oh! I, my I note. Was the arthritis. Like, drama queen, much doc. It got me. <laughs> I know And lo, I die I mean, I know people with arthritis And by all accounts, it sucks Like a motherfucker But yeah, it is not I just got shot by pain But I'm, Well, maybe like if, if, if you don't have it And then you suddenly have it really bad It was maybe. rapid well, the other onset thing, though, right? arthritis Here's the other problem though Is arthritis, my understanding, is usually in the joints she grabbed the middle of her, like, arm. Well, she also no didn't say arthritis, she arthritic inflammation. Oh, okay, okay. So. And I was actually also thinking, if it was RA, that could have hurt like a prick. Rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. That's yeah. the shit you don't want to get. That's the one they advertise on TV. Yeah, they do. But Two don't, for one sale. don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. For the next shingles, ten minutes, was, you get a free blender. <laughs> so this was kind of a stupid episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they, it was very good. knew something was up when... When Pulaski was talking to the computer and suddenly asked, Is she talking to me? <laughs> Get it? Because the computer talks. Oh. Actually, I want to point out some bullshit with this episode. I'm yeah. gonna throw I'm gonna do a little a little uh, science bomb on drop drop a bomb, drop a deuce on this one. Boom. <clears throat> yeah. In past episodes when we've reverted people to their original states using the transporter, we took a, a re- an, an old pattern, a backup. So basically, you know, the, the a premise, trace they called the, it, didn't they? A trace, they? exactly. Yeah. So, a t- so the trace, the transporter essentially saves a backup of you. It's basically like a when you beam. It's a ghost from a time trial. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. exactly. So that we can always re- restore from backup. Great. If you accept that, which is stupid, but if you accept that, then it makes sense. Shouldn't they not 
remember anything that happened after they beamed, though, if they, uh... Well, I think, I think, well, because the explanation was that they merge the two patterns. Like, so you, you, you fix, like, my guess is that the trace is not enough to, like, duplicate you. It's enough to, like, know what you are, but not, like, Otherwise, they just fill the ship with datas. Yeah. But that's next week. That sounds perfect. So in this that? case, Wait, I'm saying week. that, you know, they, so the original plan was, oh, we'll get the trace and then we'll merge old Pulaski with the trace of young Pulaski and create young Pulaski with old Pulaski's brain. But what about Uno and, and hair? And hair. So that kind of makes sense. But here's the thing. They weren't able to do it. They weren't able to get the trace. They got a hair sample with DNA. Now, as far as I know, your DNA doesn't change as you age, right? Like you have, I mean... Oh. You, you have, it does in a way, but that's not the point. The point is your DNA is your DNA. And the and the only difference between the DNA on the hairbrush and the DNA in Old Pulaski is the DNA in Old Pulaski had been modified slightly by the virus that triggered the... Mm, the aging. The aging. Right. So they could beam her back and restore all of her DNA back to the original, huh. but why would that de-age her? That, yeah. do, that doesn't make any sense. Also, when was the last time like she should, that hairbrush? Like, she should have been beamed up. She should have been beamed up and been cured, but still have been old. Like, there's no reason why she would have been de-aged by just being beamed up. Because it wasn't that... She wasn't old because her um, DNA got messed up. Haven't you seen that episode of Futurama where the professor gets a bunch of stem cells and wipes it all over his face well, and becomes yes, young? obviously. Well, that's how it works, Jake. I see. That's how I'm saying works. that this that, that that there was a lack of internal consistency with how that procedure was supposed to go. Speaking of that procedure, because I had this thought, Pulaski the stem cell apparent, drama procedure. No, not that. Pulaski apparently keeps her hairbrush in, in a drawer with some door. clothes, right? So, are we certain that's even a hair from her head? Wow. They beam it back up, and it's just Picard's balls oh. <laughs> on the transporter pad. <laughs> <laughs> But with Pulaski's mind. <laughs> oh, and Picard's like, oh, you use that hairbrush. Oh, no. <laughs> Excuse me, who the hell those here leaves their hairbrush in with clothing? Good Someone question. who has, like, very little storage room because they live on a fucking spaceship? She had a counter that was empty. She had it sitting there. Maybe she didn't want to leave it Listen, out on the counter. Do you know how often there's some kind of jostling about going, up, going on because Klingons are nearby or something? Also, I'm pretty sure that hairbrush is... From after she became old, because you see that thing? That was an old lady. Yeah, it was. That was not a hot young woman like Pulaski. Pulaski's already like 50 or 60. I'm pretty sure she's like 35. I I I made a joke when she first beamed out of the planet and she she hadn't been aged up that like the other woman on the planet was going to be like, oh my god, you're infected too. (laughs) No! (laughs) That would have been funny. Pulaski would have made a sour bitch face. And <laughs> yeah, and then insulted Data, just because yeah. that comes naturally. To data! Me. Data! That reminds me. Data? Yes. There's a point in the that episode where Diana Muldar has to say the <laughs> word Data, not his name. And it turns out Diana Muldar actually says Data. Hmm. What a bitch. She so, did it on purpose. So she was specifically doing it to piss him off. Well, no, I, again, I think it's just Diana Muldar actually says data, but they had to tell her to say data that one time. Mm. But then when she talks like a normal person later, it's like, oh, yeah. She's... I know, but we're trying to make it fit into her character, and we're I suggesting know, that I even know. though her character says data, she said data to be a bitch. I've often wondered that, because I'm too young to really know 
how people talked before Star Trek The Next Generation, but I kind of wonder how people pronounce that word, because the correct pronunciation is data. I have heard it theorized that more people say data now than used to because of that show, well, but no sure. one's been able to prove it. But if you, but if there was like, if you had a recording of a statistician from 1985, right? What would he have said? Yeah, it'd be mm. interesting to say. Even I don't know. Data. Actually, a statistician would probably still say data today because they're. I don't know. A statistician would probably be a pretty big Star Trek fan. Yeah, but then again, I feel like if you spend 20 years in statistician school, you're gonna say it right. Who the fuck the... spent that many years? It's probably like. Four years plus like a one year master's plus like a couple years in your PhD, right? I mean, well, yeah, but then you become who's spending a professor twenty years in statistics school. Listen, well, again, you stay and teach not as a professor. Fast at learning as others, okay? Like maybe, maybe don't one. leave your day job and don't become a statistician. Look, thanks to Nate Silver, statistics is sexy. So all the cool thanks nerds, to who? Nate Silver, who the statistician? Mm, yeah, he's the guy, he's the guy that, guy. Mis, uh, that uh, misinterprets polls of quite frequently. Yes. Oh, that one. Ooh. Yeah. I don't no, know he's who this a, is. He's, 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 he was a sports... He analyzed sports numbers and, like, was lauded as being very accurate with his modeling of, like, how to predict sports and took that experience and started modeling political poll results and became really famous for... Being really bad at getting well, no, getting he, he became the famous wrong. for being really good until the last one. Yeah, and then it turned, and then eventually it turned out that well, shit, the polls are just completely fucked, so they're not a good source of data. Or data. data is the singular datum or datum? Uh, datum. Datum. Really? That's datum a stupid chain. word. Get out. What? Uh, I do know that um, data. The character was originally supposed to be pronounced data until Patrick Stewart walks in and says data, and they're like, "Oh yeah, just keep that." Mm. Yeah, we all talk like Patrick Stewart now. Ah, oh, or yeah, at least Sean Connery. Because, because Patrick Stewart doesn't know how to speak. Oh, we all say. Data. Well, in his in his defense, French is a dead language. That's true. <laughs> so speaking of dead languages, Klingon. Bak da dak shak ah ah. Sorry. <laughs> We've all been sick this past week. I liked this episode. I liked it. I, I had very little notes on it because... I was bored. It was just Were you happening. bored? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. I liked Riker this episode. The great scene in the fucking mess hall and they're like, oh, you want some goth? Yeah, I thought this was great. I love this Kling- is awesome. I, I just love Klingon episodes, honestly. No, this was great. I think Klingon episodes are the bomb. Now, before now, you were gonna you were gonna give me the real answer, but I want to play a little game where I try to guess. I'm sure you're. Reason. I'm sure you're very close to so, right, but I have so additional info. One of the characters in this episode, was Mendon, it? Mendon, mistaken for Mordok, who Wesley in the episodes mistakes for Mordok very racistly. Yeah, yeah. How do you tell each other apart? We just do well, it. but here's the thing: the reason he couldn't tell apart is because they're same species. Same guy, same, played by the same actor. John, John Putch. Yes. John Putch. Putch. That's um, a good word. Yeah. That means unless, something. Unless it's, it's like a, it's what Hitler did to, to rise to power. Oh. Is that, <laughs> is that actually what it the is? The beer hall the, push was. Oh, the putsch. That's right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, I was like, so well, that's not, German that's not, for something great, that's isn't not it? not a great name. Anyway. Sorry, buddy. Very um, rarely is a German yeah. word a word for something uh, great. This guy was not a brown shirt. He was a blue catfish, but who liked to vape. Before All over cool. the bridge. He, he vaped, yeah. That's like, why Worf didn't like him. Yeah. Or centuries after, I guess. But anyway, so I was trying to figure out why they put that 
whole thing, and you know, and my they so they're like, oh, you know, oh, we all look the same because we're from the same area code. Gia City site. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, really? I laughed the, the first time. The Thank reason you. you all look the same is because you had the fucking head that was fitted to this actor, and you were too cheap to make another head and fit it to a different actor. So now that species all looks the same. Yes. It's because they spent so much money on that that headpiece and that makeup technique. And when John Putch gets called back and called up and, and said, hey, do you want to be in another episode? He was like, oh man, you guys must really like my acting. And they're like, no, it's because you fit into the head. Oh, oh, poor guy. Well, he said, "Fine, I'm not doing it." Then I mean, he did all right. Fuck I mean, he's, a, he's a good. I liked. I, you know, he was the uh, the chief mansplainer on the yeah. On his the character, but it was interesting. Oftentimes, you'll have these one-off characters that pop in, and they're not. They don't. They're very one-dimensional. Well, I mean, he was one-dimensional, but they're very just yeah, throw away. But he actually had a personality, which I liked. And he was a dickhead. And which even you liked. and even in his personality, he was like. Wesley, what the fuck do you want? And Wesley's like, <laughs> Wesley's like, I don't have any friends. <laughs> I mean, you look like you could use a friend. I'm actually doing you a favor. So was he part of the officer exchange? That's what they said. Yeah. yeah. So why was he an ensign? Yeah, why are they sending fucking ensigns? Well, like, I, I well, my understanding was like, he was on a Benzite freighter, you know, Benz, he was in the Benzite version of Starfleet. Or something. And then the exchange, he went to the Enterprise to hang out in the Enterprise for a little while and learn Starfleet stuff. But why would he be a commissioned Starfleet officer if he was part of the Benzite I, fleet? That's uh, an excellent question. So, I don't know. Because, and it makes sense because he didn't know any of the rules. He didn't know the chain of command. Which, he didn't know how That's to... one thing that did annoy me about this episode was, like, he was supposed to have been given instruction, and clearly he wasn't. Yeah. And yet they're getting all pissy at him because he doesn't know what to do. And it's like, well, get mad at whoever told him because no one told him shit. Mm. Well, and then Worf and clearly isn't filling in the well, gaps. Yeah, I was going to say, and then Worf acts like he's being a fucking hero by saying, oh, I guess I'll fucking tell you how it works here. Yeah, oh, but is it ass. Worf's job? Is, is it Worf's was somebody's and well, they didn't it was, do it. It was, it was probably fucking was, Riker's job. It was Menden's job. And they job. sent him away. It was Menden's job because, look, it. so, you know, obviously the parallel is Riker going to the Klingon ship. Riker did his fucking homework. Yeah, but he, he ate all that he like, He's not he, an ensign. He didn't just research shit. He fucking ate the shit. He ate that garbage that the Klingons were eating. Yeah, True, but, but but like, but he did what, it wrong. Did, but didn't he also have like the edge? Meaning, like, aren't Klingons part of the Federation at this point? No, oh. they're just allies. They're, they're just not. Allies? They're, they're just not. not they're no. not even. And they're, they're just not, even. not actively a, have, killing each other. I have a yeah. cannon complaint. Cannon register. Cannon. Cannon cops. Cannon cops. Ooh. Well, call the cannon cops. Ooh. I got a cannon problem. Because the Klingons and the Federation are not allies. This is the second episode where they've said they're allies, and that is not true. And they just said a. They're just in, they're just like at peace. peace. They're just at peace. They're just it's like us and Russia. Not right? a great example right now. But we're not at <laughs> war with Russia. But we're not allies with Russia. Well, but we did just kind of find out that they tampered pretty hard with our yeah. shit. And so you don't think? And you don't. Let's say, let's be... say us and China. Okay, fine. North Us and China. United States and China. That's the Klingons and the Federation's relationship. They're not allies. They're not going to go to war together. If there's, like, the point, like, an ally is a very specific thing. An ally means... If somebody throws a rock at me, you need to come yeah, back we're gonna, to me. Yeah, we're going to gonna gonna rally together. our banners and, and we're going to fight this war all together. rocks. So if, if somebody, if somebody attacks... A NATO country. We are allied with NATO. Well, we're a member of NATO. We're allies with all the other members of NATO. So if somebody attacks a NATO country, we will go to war 
to defend that NATO country. But if somebody attacks China, we'll just be like, oh, sucks to be you. We'll send some aid, maybe. Less no, than anybody else, probably. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. But anyway, so I, that was a little, a little, as a little, uh, little bone I had to pick Fair with enough. this episode. And well, I guess my but, point, my question though, what where my question was coming from was the Federation presumably has like banks and banks and banks of info about like basically everybody, and I'm wondering if like you were just saying like Riker did his homework, but like maybe the Benzites don't have. Maybe. Well, Riker well, also like, didn't do his full homework. He didn't know you're supposed to eat ga alive. Well, he, probably, yeah. Yeah. he just ate the food. He didn't do well, anything it's else. It's not even that you're yeah. supposed to, it's just that it's best served. I think alive. he just wanted to go to a Klingon ship because he saw Worf's mating ritual with that woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wanted and he was to see, like, I want that. He wanted to see if he could satisfy a woman even though he doesn't have enough organs. So which, <laughs> so which of the two women on the Klingon ship did he sleep with? Both. Both. That's why he wanted, um, what's his fuck, uh, the captain to punch him at the end so that it would cover up the bruise that was already there from his <laughs> Klingon three way. one night of passion. But, uh, yeah, I also, I, I don't know, I like this episode. I like, well, I like Klingon episodes. I like learning about Klingon yeah. culture. I know they specifically went and uh, tried to cast a bunch of African American actors so that they'd have less making up to Did do. Did they get one? <laughs> I think they got at least one. It was nominated for an Emmy in makeup because. Heads. That's, that's something that I always. The poor found makeup designer. Before before you jumped on that, the poor makeup designer started regretting the "let's make every Klingon forehead different" idea that they had because he's like, "Oh God, now I have to do all these fucking yeah. heads." It's like a fingerprint, right? The Klingon head, except you know it changes between television seasons. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I always wondered about that. That like Worf, you know, obviously played by Michael Michael Dorn, who's black, and Worf's brother, who we haven't met yet, but. Uh, Spoiler alert, played by a black actor. But most of the other Klingons that we see are white actors. Yeah. And the fact that the sons of Moog, Worf, and his brother are kind of treated like shit a lot of the times by other Klingons makes me wonder if there isn't some similar black-white racism going on in Klingon culture. I have a feeling it's just because they wanted to do less making up on the actors you're going to see the most. Yeah, maybe. I thought you were going to bring up the fact that this technically means like most Klingons are in blackface and that's weird. Are they though? Well I mean insofar that they're using a skin tone that does exist on well, Earth. I feel, and... I feel like, but I feel like that's a that's a throwback to TOS Klingons, right? Like that's the thing. Well, yeah, they, they went from was the bronzer. They went from bronzer to I don't know, Kang in uh, the fucking pinwheel episode. That was that Kang and Kang's Is that wife, the yellow face looking one? That was the one where they were on the ship and they ended up <coughs> having to be friends with each other to make yeah. the alien leave. Day of the Dove. Oh, Day of the yeah. Dove, that's right. And there was like Kang and his wife and they were like, they were, that, that, yeah. that was like minstrel yeah, you're right, grade of makeup on them. Yeah. And it, it wiped off on the walls. and yeah, yeah, it was rough. But yeah, no, that, that's something that's always kind of bothered me with Klingons. It's like, are they all technically in blackface, kind of? Well, I mean, if they're playing aliens, does it count? I think I that think you so. kind of have this whole gray area. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I don't it, think it, it's, it's not. It's all, it's blackface if your intention could is to I look dress, like a black person. Could I go to a convention and try to dress up as a Klingon, or would that be racist? No. If lots, I just like Klingons, lots of of white people dress up. as My Klingons. brother. This is a tangent, but you're gonna enjoy it. My brother makes up this story that did not happen because, and I have picked to prove it. Well, my brother likes to make up this story that when I was in like third grade, we were picking 
autobiographies to do a book report on, and I picked Frederick Douglass. And you're supposed to go to school and dress as your care as your as your historical figure. Oh dear. And, and <coughs> present a little report. My brother swears that I dressed up in blackface and went to school that day, or did or did it in the bathroom at school or something. I did not. I just dressed in rags and shit and did a report. But yeah, apparently my brother th- my brother thought I was a racist in third grade. <laughs> You often see, like, pictures online of little kids with, like, blackface, and you have to assume that the kid themselves is probably not racist. Yet. Their parents are clearly raising them to be. But, yeah. If a parent allows their child or encourages their child to dress in blackface (laughs) for any reason... The parent is racist. that That is a problem. Anyway, but back to the episode. Mm. I, I was having a thought while we, while we were listening to listening to Clagg talk about his father and how his father was imprisoned by Romulans, was mm. captured and imprisoned by Romulans. Like a little bitch. Uh, escaped, <laughs> and now he's living without honor until he gets old and sick and dies, and Clagg will never speak with him again. They should send him to Darwin's planet. Hey, he can hang out with those children. And still die without um, honor. But I was wondering, like, like, in terms of getting your honor back, doesn't escaping the Romulans sound like something that you should no, be worthy of getting your Stella honor back? Got her well, honor so back. there's that, but so there's we'll learn a lot more about this in the future, but a little preview okay. is that really it's all about having an honorable death. It doesn't matter really what you do in the middle. It's about if you die do being doing honorable things. Oh, so the problem is that he is old. Is that if you like dying of old age we never truly get a very good picture of the the non warrior cast of Klingons, hmm. but presumably, like, who's their who's their nursery school teacher? Well, there's like we meet Worf's nanny eventually. Oh, does she wear green and white striped stockings? No, um, but well, she I does think, float in with an umbrella. Thing? No, it's a Muppet Babies reference. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, if you if you are a Klingon warrior specific, like if that's your your class, your cast. Your job. Then you're then you better well be dying in the field of battle because anything short of that is dishonorable. Couldn't he just like have a, have a mid lift mid life switch like in the game of life where you get a new job? Well, I think I think really? once you're once you're in, you're in. Yeah, I think you switch casts that easily. But and then you know and there's also so, like, precedent maybe for like can die rescuing puppies from well, a burning. But that's the thing, orphanage. right? Like there are Klingons. You just hang on the orphanage at all times like, for this reason. Go Light as it on old fire. men will as like old feeble old men will be like, I'm just gonna enlist in this war. So just so I can be in the war and die, mm. and as long as I'm dying in battle, it'll be. I don't even all have to good. say. I can just be an inconvenience to everybody else <laughs> and get everyone else killed, and then we all die in honor. Yeah, oh, it's the baby boomers. Ooh, that's a hot take. So that's uh, so yeah, so that's a thing. So I mean, and we'll learn a lot more about. We'll learn a ton about that during uh, DS Nine, and we'll also learn some more in TNG as well. That's like ten years from now. Yes. I did like Riker's bromance with Clagger, yeah. Clanger, whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, they were buddies. Frisco. They were good buddies. They started out not friends, and then they became friends. Maybe. I liked that. I liked it too. Yeah. They had more in common than they thought. Mm-hmm. Mainly that they really wanted to bang those. Well, bros. really, really, yeah. what this shows us is. That an, a thing that people, some people were upset about at Discovery, the Vulcan hello, is actually how you have to deal with Klingons. You punch them in the face. <laughs> and bang their women and eat some worms. That's a good... Which is what Riker learned in Conspiracy. That's a good canon. That's a good yeah, canon. Yeah, it was a good canon reference in that yeah. show. And what was the captain's name? Cardon? Cardon. 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 
he Captain Hardon. Captain Hardon. Cardon sure had a hard on for fighting Picard. He did. Yeah. yeah, dude, he was like aggressive, huh? Yeah, I, but I really, I don't know. I really like, it's like the dude, character. Dude, you're at peace. What are you doing? But like, I think peace is for suckers. I think that's a thing. Must I think the idea with Klingons is that they're so they're they're so driven towards battle and. I think it's because he was getting old and realizing, shit, if I don't die in battle soon, yeah, if we don't break talk. this, if we don't break this peace, there's not going to be a war for my old ass to yeah, enlist so, I mean, and I die. I think he's just looking for any excuse he can find to to go to battle. Plus, there's probably you know there's there's probably still some Klingon brownie points to be had for attacking the Enterprise, no matter which one it is. <laughs> can, can't he just go and pick a battle with somebody else who's not in the Federation? Sure, but rather you know. than fuck up his shit, Romulans, with his... Romulans are back. Yeah, you know. go get the fucking Romulans. Did you get some memo? Have fun with them. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Those fucking assholes. Yeah, because you you really wouldn't be sporting to just start a war with like some shitball, you know, like the like uh oh. The Benzites. Yeah, I was gonna say, how about the Benzites then? Yeah, eh? yeah they're jerks. Which yeah. apparently to me. have Wesley ships. should have known right away it wasn't his old friend because his old friend had the ketchup and mustard tubes. Mm. This guy had a blue one. That's uh-huh. true. Huh. Well, he could have gotten an upgrade. Right? Yeah. Change flavors. Like, for new the flavor. Week. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it used to be. It used to be ketchup and mustard. Now it's blue raspberry. Well, it's to match his uniform. I like yes. how like they clearly just like put like a little a few rocks of uh, like dry ice into the thing, yeah. and he just had to. It's like Occasionally he had to keep <laughs> leaning forward and like breathing into it, so it would send up a puff of, yeah. of uh, hmm. fog. I do like the effect. The effect does look good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. and the makeup looks. Good. I love the makeup. I think he's like a big weird kitty cat. I'm yeah, this it. one got another nomination for an Emmy for makeup. I would not. Whenever want to you've work. got a Benzite, you get an Emmy for makeup. I would not want to work for. Worf. That's what I learned. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> he is such a hard ass. Why? Well, I mean, why did you put some poor little science nugget? But under I mean, Worf? honestly, the guy did need to learn his place because yes, but like I was saying, no, because we we never finished this. But he they they did say there was going to be a proper indoctrination period, and clearly it didn't happen with him. I, or he just wasn't paying attention, or he, something. Yeah, yeah. He was busy changing his flavor to blue. Yeah, no, no, he he beat he, was, on bl- he was blowing fat clouds down. And ten forward. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, 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 I want to. I want to cut the poor idiot some slack because someone on the Enterprise didn't do their job. Again, I think I forget who said it already. I did. I'm Riker. Leery. It was probably Riker. Yeah. Normally that shit falls to Riker. So they shipped yeah. them off. Yeah. So. Worf was busy tucking Wesley in for the for the night. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh god, that reminds me. The most important thing we learned about the Enterprise this episode: Riker's chair can turn all the way around. Oh, oh yeah. That was great. That was do we ever see that again? I hope. I mean, it's. I shit myself. I, I was like, shocked. That is really. <laughs> well, you like, have been very sick, Chris. I was gonna say that was unrelated to the show. It was just because Chris shits himself I mean, sometimes. I mean, surely that fe- that feature was added to the ship late in the design, where they're like, "But what happens if you're sitting in the chair and someone behind you says something incredibly stupid? <laughs> like, how do you how do you appropriately address them and express your disappointment? Can we have a pie for throwing next to everyone's seat at all times? Yes. I don't know why that's my reaction. <coughs> I would like to have that, but if we're going to have pies, we need to have yakety sacks queued up at all times also. It's true. I do. But yeah, oh. so I, I, I like this one. This was a good one. I liked it. it was a yeah, fan. I liked it a lot. I didn't really love the first one, but I like this one. I thought the but first one was fine. I wasn't well, like over I said, the moon about it, but it was 
It dragged. We, it dragged a bit. I think we are we are trending in a good direction. With oh Star yeah, Trek, next week. Next week's gonna be good. Yeah, to a, at least like one really classic episode in there, I believe. Looking forward uh, to in it. In fact, I believe I will uh, Jake this up. And... I was thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on this just because I was thinking about this this past week and why I hate Jake us out so much. <laughs> a, it's because it gives Chris pleasure and I hate that. <laughs> What wow. is that laugh? Whoa! That was a laugh and <laughs> a half. That's a special laugh. And B, it's because I know he occasionally does it just to piss me off, which is, it's, it's not a big enough thing to piss me off. The thing that pisses me off the most is that someone is trying to piss me off, which is annoying. I think it's just People's... what he says. I think it's just his catchphrase now. Uh, I don't think it's you. I think, you know, I, I tried to I stop doing it because I realized it annoyed you. I think this is, uh, But then he, he stopped actually... Taking us out unless I said personality over here. Oh, oh no, everything that someone does is to piss me well, off. Well, no, someone did recently when I when I when I revealed in our Star Wars episode that I don't care for the porgs. All of a sudden, everyone started sharing porg things with me, and it's like, guys, who did that? I'll tell you later. Oh, one wow. of them was Chris. Oh, wow. Uh, Way to go. Mm, and it's like you're just trying to piss me off, and it's not like it's not that you know whatever you're sharing with me isn't interesting or funny or sometimes you know a cute drawing or whatever it's because i know you're just doing it because to piss me off which makes you a jerk oh so there jerks none of them listen to this podcast but now now they know now people know that they are jerks venting (coughs) corner what venting corner thank you all right one of the four one of the four well on that very wonderful note i think we should wrap this one up uh, does anyone have any final thoughts on either of these episodes? Nope. I'm using a soda bottle to hold my head up. Good. Okay. That has nothing to do with these episodes. Uh, He's also clearly himself. had too much blood wine. Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Heart so... of Targ. Someone ate a Targ. Well, the Targs are cute. Oh, that's what I was gonna well, say. We eat hot dogs. Maybe it's just like soup. a meat. The first thing he ate was clearly just pickled ginger. But nobody had seen that in 88. That's, that's true. That was not it wasn't trendy yet. Just people in Los Angeles. People, yeah, exactly. Poor little Targ. Okay, uh, I am going to take us out. <laughs> uh, so you, of course, have been listening to A Star to Steer Her By. Woo! Episode yeah. 72, this if I didn't episode say. Episode you didn't. No, I have. No. Wow, that is, just, that is so close to 73. Uh <laughs> And in episode 73, we will be talking about two new episodes, well, new to us episodes, From 1979. of the Star Trek The Next Generation. The Measure of a Man, and I'll tell you ladies, it's not with a ruler, it's with a yardstick. <laughs> no, it's data stick, is what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And Yikes. then we'll also be discussing the Dauphin Dauphin, I believe. Dauphin, whatever. Dolphin. It's French, Dolphins. French, French for prince. Ah! Yeah, prince. Ah! Well, excuse me if I go too fast. Or something, something um, like a prince. Prince level role. Yeah, dolphin or dolphin or dolphin. Okay, dolphins. Whatever. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that attracted the attention of a cat. It's a fucking it's a baby fucking wheel, Jay. Baby fucking dolphin. Oh, no, black cat. Don't move. It's like a T-Rex. Anyway, let's carry on. Also, it smells your fear. So as I said, this has been a star to steer her by. Woo! 
You can catch us online at Facebook as A Star to Steer Her By. Just search for it. You'll find us. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast. We're also on SoundCloud. You can search for A Star to Steer Her By. And you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. And if you're on iTunes, give us a rating and a review. My name is Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This is always Caitlin. That was a Rock gr- on! That was a great end credit, Jake! You did it! <laughs> Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling to salad and scrambled eggs. Stick it up your anus. Your anus, your anus. Stick it up your anus. Blow it out your ass. Oh, that was really good. That was really good. That's a good way to finish that. Wow.